yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Striker! And another! Bing bang, stick it in! Thank you and good night! Twat! That was liquid football! Shit! Did you see that? Did you see? Did you see, people? To my good neighbours, the crab men, I offer you the Champions League trophy. Yeah, they present it by filling it up with rocks and then dropping it off a ship. And Sebastian from uh, Little Mermaid receives it as the honorary member. Alright! Champions League! Champions League! Champions League! Right, ready to get started. Hello everybody, it's your old friends on Monday Madness and welcome to another episode of the That Was Liquid Football Podcast. Liquid Football! A little, little bit late this week, but yeah. fuck it, you know, Friday so nights. Are, Friday nights is a great, is a great like a time of podcast. global pandemic on people, will you fucking chillax? Relax like, I know. Uh, although, if it's any consolation, we'll try and make this podcast good enough that you can listen to it for the next five years. <laughs> that is our plan. Um, yeah, as we move locked our... in your bunkers. Yes, exactly. I wonder how good our Skype connections will be uh, with all the, uh, <laughs> the non-traffic <laughs> happening in the meantime. But while while we still have um, a civilised society that's working <laughs> properly... <laughs> I couldn't even finish what? the sentence. I couldn't even finish the sentence. Yeah, so, we are broadcasting this into the twilight zone. <laughs> yes, into the shadow realm, I think. Mm. Um, so, without that being said... I, for one, welcome our coronavirus overlords. <laughs> <laughs> one of very few that are. <laughs> we it's our regular bunch here, and we are going to kick off with the Premier League rundown. two weeks this one like this match day 27 we're going to start off with now was uh, like very much average matches overall and then like two like there was like a real fun matches like at the, at the end of the weekend which we'll get to it started off though with uh, Chelsea beating Spurs 2-1 mm. in, a, in a match none of us are going to talk about because apparently that's just fine yeah. it, was, it was full of VAR shenanigans which we will get to later on though yeah um, very much like the Los Celso uh, stamp that wasn't Oh, yeah. If anything, that, that's what this that's, weekend that's, was. I didn't remember anything about that match other than VAR. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, it's nice to see Los Celso's bedding in quite well, you know. I'm like, Definitely a Mourinho player, anyway. Absolutely. Mm. I'm like, he'll make about three of them before they'll go full son on him and go, oh, he's not that type of player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Los Celso. Oh, he's not that type of player. Oh, he's stamped. Oh, he's not that type of player. Not that type of player. said no. Not that type yeah. of player, yeah. No, he's not that type of player, though. I mean, I don't know why you keep bringing it up, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they keep fucking doing it. I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> Although, if anything, this game was actually proved pudding that Chelsea were so much better with Giro up front. Because they found That's this... Everything out. is better with Giro up. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the podcast there. <laughs> It's never going to get better than that. Oh, unless your microphone's waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> 
I knew I I knew I had a reason for the wet floor sign. I couldn't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, like <laughs> bringing it back to football reasons, uh, like. It just makes so much sense because they're able to use him as a target man. Knocks said down this before. We've said yeah. this before, Bass. I, mean, I, I, I know I've said it. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? Like, remember that there was that long spell where they were playing like absolute garbage. Yeah. And he was t- permanently on the bench. And we're like, all right then. If you don't rate him as a player, but what you're doing, cool. I don't mm. know why, but... And then blocked him moving. And then blocked him yes. moving. Two spurs, no less. Two allegedly. Spurs. And then didn't play him for ages. And I was like, all right then, fine. If you don't rate him as a player, cool. But what you are doing clearly isn't working. Yes. Do something Do different. Something different. And it's, it's, it's funny you should and mention every that. Every time they failed him, yeah. he, he fucking plays great. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because the game we, we kind of like mi- missed out on it was the Monday night game between them and Man United. Yeah. And that was Varsha Nanigans, which we'll get to as well. But the main takeaway from that was Batshuayi being so bad up front. He's terrible. That it gave away, like, it surrendered the game to United, really. He's fucking terrible. Like. Yeah. Like, you he had like two he... clear-cut chances that he missed. And then when Giroud came on, scored a goal, which was eventually ruled out. But even still, Chelsea could have easily won that game if they had the right front man up front. He fucking smacked that one in as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Fucking brilliant one. Yeah, unfortunately. I, 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 I always forget, like, for all those, like, unbelievable headers and chests down yeah. and legs and toned arm. Um, for all... <laughs> Stay on target, deal. Deal, deal. Look at me, look at me. Eye contact, eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, right, come on. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you absolutely. fucking start. Neil, stay on target. Yeah, for all of his, like, Aerial attributes. Steel. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry I brought it up now, to be honest. Leaps like a salmon. <laughs> um, for all of his aerial attributes, he's got a hammer of a fucking foot. Yeah, it does. When he hits the ball, like he properly, it properly goes. Like. Yeah, it does. It stays ball, as they say. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, move, we'll, we'll continue on with the Chelsea shenanigans of our wars. Um, moving on to the Saturday games, we start off with the incredibly... Boring match between Crystal Palace and Newcastle ended as a 1-0 win to Palace. Uh, very much there was no quality in this game except for a really good free kick from Van Aanholt who won the game. Yeah, well that's, so, what he, that's kind of what he does. That's what he's in the team that's, too. That's what he does, exactly. Yeah. Um, the game it, I, it didn't, That would have been one of the precursor games to why Hodgson signing a one-year extension. Yes, as of tonight's recording. Yeah, he yes. a one-year extension. And I've never seen a comments like page so polarising in my life. <laughs> because there's like... Because Palace fans going like, oh yeah, we're still a Premier League team. Everyone's going like, oh fuck, another year of Roy Hodgson. Yeah. It's like, you can just see like the top three was like defensive midfielders incoming. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Much. That's, his, that's his game, like in fairness. I think Glenn Whelan intensifies. <laughs> 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 Fucking Christian Poulsen intensifies. Absolutely, you see Glenn Whelan doing that kind of Goku transition. Exploding. <laughs> 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 oh. Where's he gone? I think, where's Glenn Whelan now? He got assigned to Fleetwood, I think. Well, didn't he not just like, you know... He was in Hearts and left. Didn't he open up like the stable door and then just let him off into the wild? I think so, but he came <laughs> he came back with like a, a tra- he came back with a trout in his mouth and he was trying his best, like but just like no. Let's feast on the land. <laughs> he's he's gone to live on a farm. Yeah, that's what's yeah, happened. That's what Mick tells the lads. No, no, don't worry. Glenn's going to live on a farm. He's just he's all right. He's all right. He'll be in the next team. How come the gaffer said he'd hit him with a claw hammer in the back of the head and left him in a skip? <laughs> That's another way of saying farm. <laughs> That's what happened to Stephen Quinn. <laughs> That's what happened to you if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, so the game I want to talk about was the um, Burnley Tree Bournemouth nil, and not necessarily about the game, right? The, the game was very much like another like VAR friendly uh, game. It's another accounts. Bournemouth are fucked. It's not that you see. Okay, Bournemouth are fucked. Yes, we can all agree on that. But <laughs> the thing about it was that. Um, 
I know you guys probably listen to the Guardian podcast, don't you? It's the football mm, one. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, they kind of, they brought up a, a situation that started <laughs> the season. <laughs> yes. I've never heard such a non-committal fucking agreement from us. <laughs> you listen to the Guardian yeah. podcast, yeah. 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 I, just sold you. I love the way you sold your daughter. Well, I was trying to, yeah. <laughs> I, I put it on and then I instantly go asleep. Does that count? That does work. No, that's fine. Because it, it adds to the watch time. It adds to the algorithm. That completely works. Absolutely. Okay, but they, they brought up this thing at the start of the season when giving out about VAR, right? Um, they basically said, like, what happens if, like, a something is, something I say, like a handball or a foul happens in the penalty box, the ball goes lumped up to the opposite side and the opposing team score? What does VAR do? And they were trying to, like, figure out what would actually happen. And it actually happened in this game. Because uh, this is before this is after Bournemouth had a goal already to sell out from VAR because Billing handballed before he headed the ball. Sure, let's go with that. Uh, and the second, and this is the second like VAR like intervention where uh, Adam Smith handballed the ball right on the, like the on the touchline of the box and then cleared the ball out to Callum Wilson. It wasn't a legit handball. It is a legit handball. Yes, it is. All right, it is. So it's so like, at least we're starting off on a good. Foot. Yeah, no, it, it it was it was a genuine handball. It wasn't just like it was a ricochet or something. It was like boom and then knocked it he back. Can, he controls it. He controls it with, it with the ball exactly, yeah. and it, and you can kind of see like it's in, it's an unnatural position as well. Yeah, so yeah. he he, he, he snookered, you know. So you cross the ball up to Callum Wilson, who switches it to Harry Wilson, who scores. But VAR obviously intervenes, and everyone's going like, oh, was Harry offside? No, they went back to the Smith thing, and the result of that was that Bournemouth had the goal disallowed and a penalty given to Burnley. Yeah. And it's completely wrecked the, Bournemouth team, the Burnley team after that. They were already 1-0 down at this point. Then there's 2-0, and then there was that, that was How it. How long done. was that decision taken? Like? Uh, it took about two, oh, oh, cumulatively about two and a half minutes. Because like if you go from like the break of play from the the the, the, the change like, of phase, saying, like, like, what what was the like from the handball? Yeah. How long was it before the ball wound up in the net? Well, it was, a, it was about a minute of play to get up to the ball, okay, the, and then it was the minute of deliberation. At what point could they just turn around and go, "Hey, ref, look, we're reviewing that handball blow up." Well, I think they, well, that's the thing. They were reviewing it as the goal went in. So this is what the this is what the guardians were saying. It took like, them this is the contradiction. They yeah. go find their glasses. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. Because this happened in the Spurs game as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, think I think something happened, lads. Come on, close down all the porn. Yeah. <laughs> take a look at this. It <laughs> wasn't. Know, a... In case they come to Stockley Park to see what we're doing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> shush, shush, hide the hide the chickens. Hide the chickens. Yeah. No one's playing. Uh, but it's that's the thing. Like it's the upsetting part is that this is a really like those are the two like worst like. Far days and it just happened to be on the same weekend where like the cells were sending off they admitted that it was a wrong decision to keep him on and then this all this like kerfuffle with Bourne, with Bourne, Bournemouth and Burnley happening as well at least it is the right decision it's just like it's so cruel on Bournemouth because it coincided with them having another goal this allowed as well I think that's I think that's kind of the reason why it's not continued on mm. like all I've heard about since this that weekend was the Lacelso stamp that you, yes. you should have seen red for him I don't know. Like if you're stamping on an opponent, like you're probably you should you should really be ideally looking at five games. Oh yeah, a five game yeah. would be you it's know, extreme violent conduct. Yeah. Oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. it is. Charge with assault as well. If it's something like where someone's def- defenseless, lying on the ground, and you're stamping on it, mm. that's an assault that will get yeah. you jail time. It's and, out in the outside. Yeah. and again, this this happened with Maguire as well, and nothing was done either in the in the Monday game. Like yeah. it's just been like <laughs> just there's no lines to be falling on him. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what was the other fucking option? It's like, I was like, what? Who, what? I would have loved if Spurs actually came out with the exact same. He was trying, he was, Lacelso was preventing the other player from falling on him by pinning him to the ground via his leg. It was bad. It's, it's, in it's, fairness, it's, it would be very hard to follow him in that position. No, no, I don't see it. Exactly. Balance is a very you know, difficult you, game. Like, you know, got it there, but yeah. like, 
Um, yeah, I think that's the reason why all of we've heard about. The, it, I mean, it's a bit of it's a VAR debacle. Yes, but it's a debacle because it took so long. It took so long. Yeah, it's not a debacle like the other one. Whereas you really made the wrong fucking decision. Yeah, it's the two opposite sides of it. Where like yeah. it's the logistics of VAR and it's also the the actual yeah. double layer of human error now that it yeah. brings. It's just it's a disaster. So uh, moving on, then we have Sheffield United one, Brighton one. Uh, you can play the horse lips last because uh, Enda Stevens scored a cracking goal in this Wasn't it assisted by an Irish player as well? Yes, it was uh, McGoldrick. Yeah. I don't see even better, lads. McGoldrick scored his first goal of the season in midweek against Reading. If this. If this is not a great day for the parish, I don't know what is. Ah, well, if you want to continue on, if you want to chuck in a bit of FA Cup shit, mm. you know, Wolves fucking Mai Doherty in a fucking field day against Spurs. You did, you did indeed. That was in the Premier League, old boy, which we'll get to next week. Yes, it was. Wolves have not, and are in the FA Cup, oh, which we'll be talking about in this podcast later on. Oh, fuck. Tune oh, in no, yeah, on. you know, that was Norwich. Apologies. Yes, yes, indeed, yeah. Unless he's, like, moved and it was, like, one of those sneaky, like, deadline day deals. No, sorry, that was Adam Ida. Adam Ida, yes. 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 After truck two very they're yeah. very similar players in fairness Adam yeah. I don't, no I, I just always laughed no I don't know where you're from anyway we'll continue. Let's, let's, move continue. let's move on um, Southampton 2 Villa 0 uh, Villa this is the perfect warm up before the Carabao Cup final was watching Pepe Reina jog his way back to his own goal after going up for a corner wheezing god love wheezing. him I felt so bad for him like because it sounded way, like a good idea at the time the like. only way it could have been any more humiliating is if he actually pitched to one side and vomited <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a 39-year-old man. He's old in goalkeeper years as well. Like, it's oh, just... that's, well, that's come on. Like, it wasn't as if he'd been running up and down the pitch the entire length of the game. That's the thing. He was asked to do it once. Like, do, you know the, once. do you know what the funniest part about this game was as well? Was Shane Long's goal, yeah. where he, 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 he scored he, with his cock. Like, <laughs> there's, no, there's, there's no one way of saying he it. Like, he slammed it in. He yeah. Did, yeah. He absolutely slung it in, like. Yeah. And we will. Absolutely... I have been making this joke for years, and it has finally paid off. Absolutely. No, no, you you've been making the go making the joke as if you were the goal. <laughs> it's different when he's actually scoring goals. Like we've been we've been over this. Like. No, no, no. I think it's kind of works. It's it's sort of like wasn't that that uh, that Twitter thing where if you say meeting this particular celebrity would actually suck and it would totally work. Yeah. You know, you wind always wind up actually meeting that celebrity within mm-hmm. like six months. Just with us, like we've been making the schlong jokes for uh, seven years, and, <laughs> and now finally, yeah, he's yeah, he's got one out on his dick. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you want to see more about that, subscribe to uh, Burpot's only schlong page uh, for more hot content. Uh, the uh, Saturday night kickoff was a one win for Man City against Leicester. A little bit more var on this, which we'll get to. But Leicester very much held their own against Man City, but just didn't break them down enough. Uh, again, notable for a uh, penalty for Man City that also got missed because uh, Caster Michael actually just like just stood firm. He didn't move, and it was just a, it was a very easy save. Like you know, it wasn't it like Man City's game was okay. It was just that Leicester were actually quite good as well. So you can't they were actually cancelling each other out for quite a bit. If anything, I say Leicester were the better team in the first half, and they just couldn't keep the pressure up. Then after that, but um, it was a good game overall. Um, but. Ultimately, Leicester are still kind of like in a slump at the minute. They haven't won a game in the last three, which is a bit concerning if you're if you're Shark Tooth and you're yeah. looking to get Champions League football nipped down. He's starting to get dragged into the old scrap for uh, for what could be third place now as well. Mm-hmm. An interesting battle. 
Uh, speaking of, actually, uh, Wolves comfortably beat Norwich 3-0 on the first of the Sunday games. Not much to say about this. Wolves were just by far the superior team and didn't really, <laughs> didn't really waste any time. so frustratingly, I like them. I've seen them described as the best worst team in the league, and I I, I do kind of they're, agree with that. They're earnest, but they're just not good enough. They that, mean that's well. Literally, like yeah. they do. They're trying to do all the right things, and just they're doing it at such a bad level. Yeah, and and we kind of spoken at length about why, like, because they put all the eggs in the pookie basket, and it hasn't worked. Um, well, at was, the beginning, it did. It did, you yeah, know? yeah. But it's just they. I don't understand why anybody with any kind of knowledge of the Premier League mm. has like expected Pookie to be able to keep that up over the course of an entire season like fucking like Aubameyang is an elite like Aubameyang and Aguero like yeah. they are elite tier high level strikers mm. and they still they do have and dips they over still the season, have dips yeah. they can't maintain she look, she look at us at the moment like Salah and Mane from in and all same just stop scoring Liverpool are three fucking <laughs> world class <laughs> and we will come on to that yes. world class top scorers and fuck me like they're Fucking peaks and troughs. Like, exactly, yeah. You know, their form guy, if you were to graph out their form guy, they'd look like a fucking W. <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. And so, like, why they were expecting a newcomer to the league. And furthermore, not actually giving them any backup either. <laughs> giving them fuck all backup yeah. and expecting, oh, yeah, here, man, you go mm. carry this shit. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, I mean, all right, then, you could say Arsenal did it, but we did it with Alexis Sanchez, and he, you know, he managed it for three seasons. But, yeah. Like, how often are people going to be able to do that? Mm. And then when you look at what happened to Sanchez when he went to Manchester United after, you can see how after we were done. You can see it. how he tapered off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fucking husk. <laughs> but that's just it. Like, I, yeah. I'm just... Uh, you but know, he's been born now in Inter Milan. Like, he's a completely different player apart from that season-ending injury. He has mm. a completely different player now. You know, He's not that type of player anymore. Not that type of player. No. But um, yeah, it's just all the, all the eggs in the pookie basket and... It's it's failed. It's yeah, it really yeah. has. And in all fairness, it, it failed, and everybody could see that it failed. Yeah, you know, I believe we never really spoke about any kind of backup to Puki because we genuinely did not believe that Norwich would be this naive. Mm. And it's also that as well, like, but the the rest of Norwich team do have like threats elsewhere. Like they do play very similar to us in that they really deploy their fullbacks. Yeah. But the problem is their fullbacks are twenty twenty one and they're horrendously horrendously naive defensively. We saw that from for the first game of the season that they would bomb forward. Even though we were quite bad, we still won four 0 yeah. You know what I mean? Or four one, whichever it was. And even then, like they do have great midfielders and Wendy and Cantwell and Duda now put in that category as well. But it's just like it's just that they, there's just not enough quality there to finish off everything. Now it could be wrong and it might score a goal, score a win against Sheffield tomorrow. I hope so because I really do like this Norwich team and I want them to succeed. Well, I was delighted when they beat Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. a, a cup run would be nice for them. It would be. Yeah. Uh, so the other Sunday uh, Sunday morning game was uh, Man United beating Watford three nil. Uh, which was the I believe we can call it now the Odeon and Gallo derby. Um, I don't think what? that'll catch on. <laughs> I don't think that'll catch on. Uh, just Man United just did okay. Watford took the lead, but VAR ruled it out, and then Man United just kind of kicked on from there. Really, just got him kind of juking for pace. Really, Greenwood scored a cracking goal at the end, which was just like it, 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 you can see why they have him in the team. Like he is a he's a talent. Like I really like Greenwood. No, I I do like him, but I was like. It's just this whole Manchester United team. Mm. Like I've, I've just never been more underwhelmed in my entire life. They do look a lot better now with Bruno Fernandes there, and it's just like he is just doing what Pogba should have been doing since the start of the oh, season, yeah. I'm which is being that midfield general. And he's so he's actually very very good at it. No, because he's he, it's not even that. It's just it, it's Pogba was bought under like the wrong circumstance. Like Fernand, what did I say? Oh, Fernandes yeah. is the player that Pogba should have been. I was like, 
Pogba was never the player people thought he was. Yeah. Pogba yeah. was the mid. Pogba was only such a good midfielder, and we said this when they bought him. Yeah. Like on this podcast, it's like, he was only as good a midfielder as he was because he had Perlo behind him. Mm. He was you allowed know, to Morado front. He was allowed yeah. to just fucking wander around and do the shit. Now he's being asked to do loads. Like Perlo's job as well as his. And I was like, well, he clearly wasn't listening when like he was mm. being told, oh. I do this, and he's like, "All right, I'm fine. You do that. I'm gonna do my thing, and I don't really give a fuck about what you do because I'll never be asked to do that." Yeah. And then he gets signed for Manchester United, and he's being asked to do this. And he's to like, do three different jobs. Oh he's... shit! Yeah. You know, I really should. You know, I really should fucking learn. Do, I really yeah. should, should do this. You know. And then he's like, uh, you know, and then he gives like rambling. This fucking, is hard. I don't want to do this. This is difficult. I don't like it. Oh, Agent. Give me more money. And that's just the thing, like, and then it's like rambling interviews where like he's like, oh, I want to be a more modern midfielder, and then he describes perfectly an old sc- how he wants to, to play. be a box to box. What is a perfectly old perfect description of an old school box to box midfielder? You're like, what are you talking about, man? Like, yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, no, it's just, it's not really good. Like, but Fernandez was always that player. He never needed anybody to back him up. Yeah, there's a reason why they bought him, and it's like, yeah, I mean. He, when Pogba, if, when Pogba comes back into the Manchester United team, and I know when, because I don't think they'll sell him, I don't think anybody else will take him, mm. I really don't think so, I was like, I think those two will be quite good. They will be good, yeah. They'll, in, not relegate, but in essence, they'll have Fernandez do the parallel job, yeah. and they'll go, right, Pogba, here. Look. Or alternatively, they can deploy a, def- a solely defensive-minded midfielder and let the two of them work together as well. Whether they do that or not is another story. I, I don't think... They, they might repurpose Fred as that, but I don't see him as that type of player. No, I don't think so. I He's just not that type of player. Yeah, you wouldn't hang your hat on Fred like, for that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he never would. I mean, he's only worth, what, 56 billion? Like, he's not. He's an open player, like, you know. Makes you want to puke. He'd be sold to, uh, <laughs> he'd be sold to Fluminese on a free yeah, in a couple yeah, of years' time. Fucked off there. Yeah. yeah. So, Neil, the game you want to talk about from this week match day is um, the 3 2 win of Arsenal against Everton. Absolutely. Pretty much a roller coaster of emotions, I think it's fair to say. Well, in the first half, definitely was, and for the first 24 seconds of the <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, this was actually a pretty fucking entertaining, nerve shredding. Well, entertaining game if you're a neutral, nerve shredding. I can attest to that. I had a lot of nerve fun. Nerve shredding if you're an Arsenal yes. or Everton fan. The only key difference there is the Arsenal actually got the payoff at the end. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it's unusual. It is quite unusual. Um, actually, this was the first. The the the, the cover Lewin goal was just a disaster of defending. Like they just come. It wasn't even the fact. It was because it was like so early in the game. Just no one like were, were <laughs> no one had clicked. It was just one fucking minute in. Uh, yeah. So like this is this game was a mar- like funny of the whole build up to this because the first game. The, the last Arsenal-Everton game was the first game that both Ancelotti and Arteta were signed for. Yes. We weren't actually on the touchline. Yes. They were both in the stands. And it was the most interminably cancer-inducingly boring game. <laughs> it could be yeah. in the worst game of the it, it was. Yeah. It's high on the list. It's probably, By far the worst of the season. It's... Ooh, By I, far I, the worst of the season. I would need... To, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the worst so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. Uh, but yeah, it was in ter- It was so fucking... Tr- it was traumatically boring. Yeah. Um, this was not. This was just traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> it so, was dramatic. Yeah, absolutely. So within, but it, it it's a good game because it showcased just how much both teams have come on and how much teams, how much work both teams really, really need. Yes. I mean, we've never. I mean, we, it's a constant refrain for us, which is why is Everton. Yeah. Um, but like 
Ancelotti has really done a very good job there. A lot of it's been just Calvert Lewin and just making him into the striker he was kind of pimped out to be years ago. And he kind yeah, of, pimped he out to be years ago, which nobody ever said about. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna be a really good striker, and then they field him like on the right wing or some shit. Yeah, yeah and you're like, what? But, th- but that was fuck? yeah, like that was like Martinez and Coleman trying to reinvent the wheel as well, and and also at the time like he had Lukaku with the team. Yeah. So it was very hard to play second fiddle to someone like that at the time. Yeah, you know, but so. like, you play off of me. There was, there was loads of things they could have done. Yes. And they decided yeah. to do the absolute wrong thing. Mm. But in any case, this one. But yeah, the first goal was just pure calamity from Arsenal again. Yeah. Um, with the ball looping up, bouncing off Louise's back. And then nobody deciding to mark Calvert-Lewin in the six-yard box. Mm. Um, and it was just, no, it was terrible. Like, funny enough, a bit, uh, funny enough, I've seen some like kind of blaming Leno for that goal. I was like, What? That was, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. I think that's it's, a, quite it, a stretch. It's a defensive like, problem. If a guy is allowed to stand, if a guy has enough time in the six-yard box to stand mm. there, turn around, pivot, jump up into the air and execute a fucking overhead kick, <laughs> I was like, as the goalkeeper, unless you are literally the only other person in that box mm. and you're allowing him to do that. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you, you're getting away with that. Yeah. Now, funny enough, actually, had, <laughs> Calvin Lewin actually connected properly how he, how he actually aimed to connect with the ball. Mm. Leno would have saved it because Leno would actually position himself right in the, the line. Yeah. Because usually with an overhead kick, you're looking to hit it just straight over your head. Typically, yeah. Whereas Lewin didn't. He sliced it with the right side of his boot. Yeah. And I wound up going past Leno. Like, had he connected with a full on, it would have hit Leno. Mm. He, would, he would have saved it. Yeah, it's one of those But instead, things, yeah. he absolutely fluffed it and it went in. And Leno was like, oh, fuck. But no, you can't cover the entire goal. But, but either way, like, you guys kind of pressed on from there and you didn't, like, you didn't, it wasn't, yeah, like a, I mean, it took a bit of a while for you to get the confidence it, back. But it was, it did actually, get there. Because, but one of the things I was saying there that showcased how much these teams have come on, and one of the things is, is that there was a good, well, it wasn't, and it wouldn't, have been, wouldn't be exactly be a million years ago, but there was a time when that one goal in the first minute would have completely killed Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. It just no, happened, it if this happened in December. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in yeah. Emery time. Yeah, Emery, Emery time um, it would have. In the yeah. way back when. The, 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 so, the Emery days. But what really, really kicked the team on was in the 18th minute, Kalazanac basically getting shunted in the air and injuring his shoulder, which is yeah. something we've seen happen against us before. And he, he looks like he's going to be out for a while. Even mm. Arteta was saying it looked pretty fucking bad. And like I think his entire body weight went onto the clavicle. And that is a lot of body weight. There's a lot. Of yeah. Body <laughs> and also, like with pitches nowadays being actually quite a lot firmer. Yes. People are saying that. Like, although, in all fairness, Klasnach for quite a unit of a man, he does seem to pick up an inordinate amount of injuries. But it's that point. But in this because one, of the frame this, as well. Like. This one, yeah, you get yeah. shoved. You get shoved in the air with Sidibe, and uh, lands quite badly. Yeah. Injures himself, but it actually all worked out for the best there because, because Saka Saka came Saka came Saka on attack and had um, I like it and had Sidibe on fucking toast for it's actually the it's game. actually remarkable how well he's adapted to being a left back because we've we've spoken like like he's supposed to be like a right winger or left winger whatever he's a left winger yeah. left winger I mean so, even he said that he's like he and but fun, there's a mad contrast and we probably will talk about it the contrast between him and uh, Maitland Niles mm. later on but um, yeah he's just kicked on and basically he's just full wholeheartedly like most of the youth players in the Arsenal team he is wholeheartedly bought into Arteta's yeah. philosophy because yeah. it's first team football like you just you're not going to say no to it are and you? Arteta, yeah. but that's this is my point Arteta has turned around to people and gone 
forget this positional bullshit. This is Arsenal. Yeah. You should be fucking honoured to play for the first team. Yes. Are you listening, Maitland? Yes. And that's this is my point. Now, the, no, I, won't, I won't get into the quote. We'll, again, we'll talk about this later on if you wish. But in any case, Saka comes on and he's learning the defensive part of the game and he says he's quite enjoying it. Mm. It will help him out when he, when we revert him to a left winger, which is all I, I genuinely believe is yeah. the plan. And he's been told is the plan. He's not left winger now because we don't have Tierney. Him and Tierney on that left wing is going to be fucking dynamite. It's because we're the start of your season, isn't we're it? We're going like, to fucking detonate. Yeah, yeah. I know. we've not been able to feel the proper This is it. Like, like the actual potential back. of yeah. the Arsenal team is so much better than the reality because of all the injuries. Yeah, exactly. If you did have... It's, it's, like, it's difficult to feel potential when you can't feel it. Exactly. Like, that is like a club-wide philosophy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is not. That does not fall upon gender barriers. What? That is. That is a pure equality. That is. That, that is, is true. That is footballing equality. Footballing equality. Yeah. Well, in any case, we'll get back to the game. Saka then sets up Inketia, mm. another fucking superb academy product. Yeah. Um, huge amounts of people were just wondering why Arteta kept Inketia. Um, when he was asked in not even that but fielding my head of Lacazette yeah. which is a big call because he did that against Newcastle as well Lacazette is hitting a bit of a dip in form and needs confidence he needs he needs time off the pitch basically mm-hmm. he really really does and uh, if he's being honest with himself he'll admit to that but fuck me like Lacazette would not have scored this goal yeah, um, yeah. Nketiah just has that kind of okay. sense for where I need awareness. to awareness yeah um, it also helps when Saka's putting in I mean literally perfect crosses yeah. a millimetre to each side mm. a millimetre to the right from where Saka serves it the defender gets it a millimetre to the left it either goes past Nketiah or the goalkeeper gets it he serves it just on a fucking play yeah. for the assist for the catch goal was just ah oh, but Nketiah the run he gets in between the defenders yeah. the way he's just sniped he's not so far ahead of defenders that they're like fuck fuck I need to speed up because mm. if they speed up they get to the ball yes of course but he's the not the timing of it yeah. but he's not Close to the defender so that they get the ball first. It's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. And he just said, and like, you know, you can say what you want about Pickford, and we will. Um, <laughs> Tiny 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 heads. Heads. But he has literally no chance with yeah. this. Like, d- d- give him fucking clown mittens. He was not <laughs> stopping this. Extendo um, glove. It was just one of those ones where he sends in that cross, the striker gets a bunk in, yeard. Uh, oh, it was fantastic. Yes. Uh, it was brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last game of that match day then was the uh, Monday night football between Liverpool and oh, West Ham. Oh, it's scored twice. <laughs> that also helps. That also <laughs> P.S. Yeah. That's how he won. <laughs> it was like, in catch a goal, Saka was brilliant, see, missing, see, missing, see, missing. Yeah. Bamiang, two with, goals. Uh, Louise actually redeeming himself for the second goal with a fucking sublime... Like, Cross by a ball. Oh, yeah. the ball the, to Aubameyang. The true ball oh, to Aubameyang. Basically, it, the right triangle button moment. No, it's L one and triangle now. Oh, that's oh, yeah, it's L one triangle. Golden L one triangle. Yes, it kind of it really reminds you why like Louise's golden years came as a defensive midfielder, yeah, not as a centre back because oh. as a DM he could be released and do that more, and everything just stood off him and allowed him to pass the ball. And I was like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm happy for you to doing it, but why are you doing this? <laughs> you realise this is a guy who's speci- who's this dead ball specialist, yeah, and, and therefore the same level of skill allows him to hit sixty yard balls. <laughs> You know, uh, no, that's fine. It's, it's everything. You'll, you'll find out. You'll, find you'll figure it out. out. You'll fix it in post. Oh, see, yeah, 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 there yeah, it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fix that shit in post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Monday football was Liverpool versus West Ham. Yes. Uh, any scoreline I could have thought of, but 3-2 was not it yeah. at the time. 
because uh, the uh, we only played with West Ham like way just before, just after Christmas, and they gave us no fight whatsoever. It wasn't a great game. It was a two 0 win for us, and we just went okay back to Qatar we go. Um, but then it's cold here. It's cold here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then West Ham came to Anfield and gave us a good fucking fight. Um, and my, they fucking deserve to win. They did. They deserve to win, and this is when I remember I was watching this match, and mm. I said to you. This Liverpool team is cracking. It is cracking. And yeah, it's been I, cracking for a while. It, but it, yeah, was, the signs have been there. This yeah. was pure garbage. Yeah, I was like, there is no way a midfield that contains Firmino or like a forward line that contains Firmino and Mane, and you've got uh, who else was in? Henderson wasn't there. Origi like, was playing instead of uh, Mane, I think. I can't remember. I know someone was dropped from the front three. I think I know Origi was playing in that game. Uh, and he wasn't very good and then once Mane came, Mane came on he was like immediately scored you know but uh, well, it's it, it was, yeah Henderson like, Henderson was injured so Mark, that was the main takeaway Mark from that Mark Noble should not be able to run through the Liverpool midfield mm. Mark way. Noble should not be able to run yeah full stop <laughs> but let alone ghost pass the Liverpool mm. who are Miles ahead at the top of the league. Yeah. He did have his best Maldini impression there. I was like, what the fool is this guy? Mark Noble. It was just like a noble. I was like, this commentator doesn't know his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, he's right. Uh, but, it, um, yeah. but yeah, but the only thing was is that as soon as like it got to 2 2, there was only one winner coming out of it yeah, because yeah. West Ham had just like their. They were spent. They were wrecked. They yeah. were absolutely wrecked. And I'm sickened for Fabianski because that goal yes. was yeah. fucking. Killer. It was cruel. It, it was cruel because no, it the was whole. Fabianski, cruel place. <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. You're right. You're right. It, it's the beards throwing yeah. me off completely. Oh, and the water bottles as well. I honestly uh, cannot believe you just got that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, the game was kind of like summarised by the goalkeeping mistakes as well because Alisson was kind of at fault for the. A lot of weekend so far have been summarised. Hasn't it? Like, by quite terrible goalkeeping As mistakes. we'll get to in the next match day. But, um, but yeah, like Alisson like, arguably should have saved the up header. Because he was completely duped by the fact that there was a large six foot five man right in front of him. You knew that like and this is the thing, like I don't know if it's like it kinda of, like jogging on to back to your point, there is there was like a, a form of arrogance developing in the Liverpool side. Was that because like they were going through they were steamrolling through teams all the time, they felt like they would be able to do it through minimal effort. And it was very noticeable in the Atletico game where they were just bullied off the pitch, which yeah. we'll get to later on. And it was kinda of the same here in the West Ham game, where West Ham just said we're just going to stand up and just like go for it because they had a game plan and the, the game plan was kind of like nearly there in the uh, in the first game which is why I brought it up and the reason was that they had Ngakia which is one of their young players playing a right back and everyone's going like why would you do that? What What's the logic there? Like Fredericks is so much better. It's like no, Fredericks doesn't defend. Yeah. This kid does and he's actually quite a pacey defender because a lot of, lot of clubs are having the same idea which is we need to have a pacey defender to break out play and that's why Spurs played Tanganga against us and all this sort of stuff. And they all had the same idea. They're all trying to they all can see a way past this Liverpool side. And the issue is now with us that we don't have really a response to that yet. Now, again, things will change hopefully within the next couple of weeks with the Bournemouth result and where it happens against Atletico. But uh, at the moment, people are starting to figure out this Liverpool team. And it's coincided with the fact that the Liverpool teams are burnt out the fuck. Um, particularly the Chelsea game which we'll talk about later but in this one you would really see it because West Ham were really bothering Liverpool Yeah. Um, the knockbacks from the Mikel Antonio willing past defenders 
the 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 width that they were deploying again again they're not they're not West Ham were not a very good team, but they just had effective tactics. You know they did know how to get passes, which is lump it forward past our fullbacks and cut it into Antonio, and they got one of the goals out of it. Uh, which actually sorry for Fornell to score the goals in the end, but they had the right idea. We did get lucky in the end, but it was because we just started playing again, and it was just it just kept click, it just clicked for like two or three goals, and that's all we needed. I think I think I said this kind of before we started recording that because we've got West Ham up next, mm. I was like West Ham should really play the exact same way. They should change nothing. This is it. They should they, play against because they did the exact same did. against Southampton and worked perfectly. Cause, yeah, because they had, yeah they cut Southampton the ribbons. Yes, so like Antonio is a really good forward. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But it's baffling because quite good. Well, you see, he was off for a good while because he had a driving offense to deal oh, with over Christmas. Did you not know about the story? No, how he um, on Christmas Day he crashes Lamborghini into some woman's uh, like garden, and he was dressed as a snowman, completely hammered. Oh, did you not notice? No, did not hear. No, yeah, I was going to have him as my cog one week, and then it got uh, replaced by something else. But oh, yeah, racism probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It's always <laughs> probably, racism. Yeah. It's always racism. But either way. <laughs> This was the this was the story of the weekend because this was the start when Liverpool were starting to crack. You can see it a bit in the Norwich game where we're only we only get them one nil. In all fairness, you know? like I, this team's been cracking for a bit. It's just we've been getting away with it. It's just been fear factor that's been getting you through. Like yeah. even fucking and I've said this before. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm saying that quite a lot. But um, like even Van Van Dijk, what, what game was it that he was the only person who he scored two goals? He's won two nil and he was the one who scored both of them. Perhaps Watford. Probably. Maybe. And his post-match interview couldn't have been any more fucking with him. Oh, yeah. He just stood there going, we are playing ter-. He's like, oh, good win for you now today. And he's yeah. like, what game are you watching, man? And you want to, you saw, he didn't say that, obviously, but you can yeah. see it in his face. Cause they're hyper, they're media trained with an inch in their lives. Mm. But the look in his face was like, what game were you watching, man? He goes, and then he openly just goes, oh, man, we've been terrible. Like, yeah. He goes, I don't understand how we're winning. Like, we're, <laughs> this guy scored both goals. Like, mm. he's a defender. He's like, he said, I don't understand how we're still winning. Like we're playing terribly. Like yeah. we're playing really, really badly. And, and, we're, just, yeah. and we're getting away with it. And I think it's sort of like, all right, then you, you've, your luck has kind of run out. Like it has. Yeah. It's getting to the stage now where you can't play terribly. And get away with it. No, because people have found a way around it. Like they have been able to see how, like, how some team, like, the, like the, the blueprint was kind of how United set up against us the first time around. Sort of, sort of but not. it's because people are not like trying to play their own game. They're playing they're playing a game effectively to beat us, and it is now you can see it's working. I don't know. I, I think I think my point is like you sort of you make your own look, you know. Yeah, true. And that when you steamroll, when you're just plastering other teams out of it. Like you, you do get away with a lot of shit, but mm. in, in the end, like you have to book up. Yeah. Like you have to front up or shut up, and I think it's really like the, the results are turning against you now. Like very fucking unlucky. Uh, oh, sorry, very fortunate to win this game. West Ham were unlucky. Yeah. Um, you didn't get lucky in the next game. No, yeah. we did not. No, we like I said, our luck yeah. went out, and we were found. We were found out. Getting yeah. that. I know, but that's my point. I don't think there's a plan B for like, oh, my luck has run out. Mm. I think you just need to like lads, like you need to. You just start fucking playing again, yeah. like, start playing, like you said, like th- when you won the game, not because you changed tactics, not because you went from four four went to a four four two, or because you played this fucking yeah. diamond or any of this shit. It's when Manny came on, you were like, oh, hang on, actually, we need to start playing football. Like, this is it. This yeah. is the game. Just play football. Just play it's football. As simple as that. Just Come on, attack. play football. Yeah, play football. There's too much. This is the thing. Get the ball and score. I, I was gonna make this point <laughs> in the Score the ball, win the game. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Sports fans. I'll, I'll expand. I'll expand on that in the Rafa game. Um, moving on though uh, yeah. to match yeah, day twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll so, steamroll through this like Liverpool f- should be steamrolling past Wolvesford. 
The Friday Night Football. We're leaving that in June, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's staying in. That's in absolutely staying in. In fact, that's the title of the podcast. Wolvesford. Wolvesford. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Match Day 28 started with the Friday Night Football, which was a 1-0 win for Norwich against Leicester. And, and we're just saying how much we liked Norwich and then yeah. we go and do a thing that's good well done to them yes we're all very happy uh, Brighton beat Palace 1-0 in the A23 derby that's all we have to say about that match because yeah. it was shit yeah. um, Bournemouth 2 Chelsea 2 this is a bit of fun uh, Marcus Alonso um, saving Chelsea's uh, bacon here on two occasions because Bar- Bournemouth again they put up a good fight against Chelsea in fairness but uh I don't know. I don't know about this match. I think I don't know if it was about Bournemouth being good or Chelsea being like pretty poor. Because we've spoken already about how Chelsea are woefully inconsistent. Oh, man, yeah, like they're pretty much defining. As are Bournemouth. Yeah. Right. Being frank, being this, as is this league this year. <laughs> I don't know. It's been consistently awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of them. I mean, this has just been consistently one of the most meh. We'll get to this at the end of quality our wise, yeah. Uh, end of the yeah. end of our, our end of season review will just be me and Burkbot puking into a bin. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would puking once. wine gums into yeah. a bin. <laughs> <laughs> it's already on my OnlyFans. Yeah, so it's your only bins page. <laughs> um, the uh, token boring result of the weekend though was Newcastle nil, Burnley nil. I have literally nothing to say about this match. West Ham 3, Southampton 1, which we were touching on briefly. West Ham won a game. Yes. And a lot of it was thanks to Sebastian Haller being like a good target man. Yes. And their confidence they would have got from the week of nearly beating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Just the two strikers, two guys up front, seems to work Mm. against the back four. Southampton literally just shit themselves yeah. every time the ball came anywhere near those two guys I should mention as well this was the the first match with Jared Bowen and he uh, scored in his debut which is Ooh. great and like I said he's actually providing that attacking balance now yeah. as well because you can't have Antonio on one side and him on the other and Haller up front mm-hmm. just so you can knock down to the two players it's great they have an idea it's just whether they can do it or not because they have a horrible running I think as far as I can remember oh yeah no they've a, they have a terrible running it's, it's also not a case of they can do it it's better not a case that I'll like when it doesn't work, can they do something else? Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, and I don't think they can. Because we actually, I don't know if we covered it or not, but they also lost two 0 to Man City in midweek. Yeah, there's not much to say about that match. It was a very routine win, and well, West Ham didn't really put up a fight, so we won't cover it. Um, the three games we will be talking about though, the Saturday night kickoff, the evening kickoff was Watford versus Liverpool, and uh, yeah, our streak is broken. Mm-hmm. We lost three 0 to Watford. And as you said, it's been fucking coming. Boots are flying over stadiums everywhere. Dogs have been throttled all across the Arsene land. Arsene Wenger quietly laughing. <laughs> it, was, it was all part of his plan. Yeah. The fact I, that the official Arsenal Twitter even got in on it with just a few um, <laughs> was was really something. Um, and then I saw another thing where it was like, Arsene Wenger's done it again, selling mm. Oxalade Chamberlain so that he can play shit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the only one I saw was the fact that he was like a picture of Danny Welbeck and going, okay, Danny, here's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, here's how you beat Liverpool. Tell Troy Deeney. <laughs> yeah. Top rope Troy. But uh, far, far, it wasn't Deeney that did it. It was Sar. It was Sar. Yeah. Sar absolutely ran the show. Yeah. I have just no idea. Like, this is a type of performance that gets players sold for 50 million quid. Like, mm. he just fucking dominated. He was just allowed to do it as well. Yeah. It's sort of like one of those performances where 
you kind of you look at it and you think is he is he really fucking good or is the other team just really fucking bad? I think it's a, it's the former because uh, a lot of people have kind of attributed Watford's poor start to the season with him being injured. Yes. Because he he came in injured from Renee, and um, they bought him anyway knowing. <laughs> Ren. It's Ren. What's it Ren? Renee. It is Ren. Yeah. Renee. Fuck's sake. He should be serving. <laughs> is he terrible. serving wine in a, <laughs> in a little cafe yes. during a war time? He's drinking rose in, in 1940s Paris. Paris. <laughs> Viva la Revolution. Hello, Renee. Hello, Ismaili Assad. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, He's surfing chowder. <laughs> <from> chowder. <laughs> chowder. It's pronounced chowder. Just pronounced Say it right. <laughs> anyway, they bought him injured, right? Because he knew that at some point he'll come good and he'll run the team. Also coincided with Dini being injured. So now the two of them are together, Top and now boy. and what? now you can see why this team are good. It's just that it's, it's it, not good because of Dini. No, no. If <laughs> he, he, he's there, he scores goals. He's prolific, at least for the for the Watford team. I don't think he's an overall good I, player. I can't. I wish I could contribute to this, but I can't. Because you don't know who we're talking no. about. No. Top rope Troy. <laughs> we can tell her anything about go, Top rope Troy, and she's obliged to believe us. Go, yes. Go Nidge. <laughs> go banana. Um, go banana. But yeah, it, like I said, this this sort of result has been coming. But if even if you run the stats of this game, it's not as if we got unlucky or anything. I, I know, we had I one had shot check. on target. I had to check. I was like, wait a minute. When you sent like, oh my god, it's three 0 mm. I was like, wait, are are Watford the good ones? And then you were like, no, no, <laughs> no they're not. They're not the good ones. This is the trouble. We oh, we beat the good ones. That yeah. we barely beat the good ones at that. Like yeah, it's just I think what was really surprising not about this uh, about this game was wasn't that the streak was broken, wasn't that it didn't work, wasn't that Wofford beat. It was the sheer emphatic nature of the mm. like, it. Was emphatic nature, and we been, had no like it wasn't reply. A scrappy goal, no. like yeah, yeah. in. Somebody like, didn't yeah. shin it in in no. the ninety fourth yeah. minute. Like, yeah. No, this was a demolishing. Yeah, yeah, and well, rightfully so. It's, <laughs> it's, been, it, it's been coming. I, I won't get. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I, I would like to think that this is the result. Well, like, again, the Chelsea game proved otherwise. But like, these, so many players out there just don't look really that bothered about it. There's too much com- like, there's too much composure in the Liverpool team at the moment. Whereas it's like, oh, they they have this kind of like inner reassurance they will score. That's great when you are scoring and you're like you're saving games at the death with like a last minute goal. But, I don't but you can't that, do that all season. I don't understand where that's coming from though. No, I don't. We'll, I don't go, either. To, we'll go back to my fans yeah. like uh, uh, example earlier on. Like we're playing in chairs. Like where where are the where are your attacking players' composure when it's their central defender who scored both goals that won the game? Yeah. I was like, how how are they composed? They got nothing. Yeah. They the way the the guy whose sole job it is is to stop goals. Yes. And he's up there scoring. This is it. This is the so problem. Why, why the composure? Yeah. Why? I don't understand that I either. Think that's where the arrogance tag comes in. Yes. You're looking, thinking, you're looking at them going, you have no reason to be this arrogant. Like, Which is why I kind of sound like this you're trying to do, I understand you're trying to do points clear, but like. Mm. You're not but that, that, but that's anywhere. that's comparison to the relative weakness of everyone else. Oh my yeah. god! You know, so it's easy to be the best team when everyone else has been very very poor. And, and your nearest of rivals. Poor teams. Yes. Uh, well, the ones <laughs> I have. That, that, <laughs> I like what you're doing there. Uh, yeah, it's a our next game on the list is Neil's game. He wants to talk about somehow double dose of Everton. Neil, yeah. Talk to us about their one-all draw with Man United. Oh, because like it's fucking peaks and sort of peaks and troughs. I mean. Like, Everton showed a lot of fight against us. Um, well, a lot of fight in comparison that they're Everton. 
Mm. Um, but like, holy shit! Like, I mean, what is up with this Manchester United team? I just have no idea. I think I was saying it. I was about to say it earlier on. I was like, I have no idea what to, to make of this Manchester United team, or Frank Lampard, Chelsea, mm. um, the FLC, uh, FLC. Um, but just holy shit! But I think there was one thing, right? Because uh, I am a goalkeeper. Yeah. And that's kind of what I focus on. I focus on keepers. I generally, of players, I know a lot about keepers. Mm-hmm. And I do watch the keepers at an inordinate amount in a football game. And holy fuck, I just wanted to fucking gouge my eyes out. <laughs> with, the yeah. nearest, with the nearest HB pencil. <laughs> we, we, of which there was many. We mm. mentioned at the start of the podcast that there's been a kind of a theme of goalkeeping theme of blunders, really yeah. bad errors for goalkeepers and Leno is not to be uh, omitted there mm. um, yet the women's game is always getting stick for having bad goalkeepers no they need yeah. bigger goals <laughs> <laughs> yeah the men need bigger goals the, the men need we're actually yeah. to be honest yeah. with you now yeah, my main question about women's football though is why there isn't the men's world cup yeah why is there no men's world cup <laughs> yeah I can't but, understand it holy fuck this is also actually good because this put Roy Keane back in the map. <laughs> he's, back in, he's back in the public. He's back in it because, Jesus Christ, he leaned into this. And quite frankly, yeah, Everton's goal came from De Gea just punting the ball right mm. off Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, and, I'll, you know, to be honest with you, like, people are slagging off Roy Keane. You know, he's a prick, he's a cunt. And they're correct. He is both of those things. Yeah, he's absolutely correct. <laughs> like, he's a prick's cunt squared. Yes. Um... But like he's absolutely right. Like you're looking at the hay and you're thinking, all right then, you've decided right. You're you've got the ball. You've received the ball. You've got a, quite a lot of space. You're looking to your sides, to to your. I don't, I don't think it was. I think he had one full back and one centre back. Yeah. People, they, he, they split the defenders. He, he split the defenders. Yeah. I was like, okay then. You've looked at them and you've decided no. You've got Calvert Lewin is now running. He's hit full speed now and he's mm. all right. He's not the fastest player, but he's not a fucking slow player. He's picked up some speed. So you've decided I'm not going to play it short. You're good, so obviously you're going to punt it. Like yeah. you've, you've no other option. It's a binary choice. Mm. What are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> why he stand there? Was he, and he just, was he waiting you know, for a run? Was like, he trying to? What are you doing? Yeah. Like what know. the fuck? Like he's not signaling. I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking oh, what? Hit the fucking ball! Yeah. Hit the ball! And he does. He just fucking shanks it mm. straight into Calvert Lewin, and it bounces right off him. And they're just going, oh my fucking God. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But also, what's funny enough is that both keepers made horrendous mistakes in this game. Yeah. But we, then, we're used to this with, with Pickford. Like, but he does this every single but game. But in between, played really good. Hmm. Like, it's just, they, they kind of mustafi it in that they played quite well. Yeah. And then just made this calamity. one, one calamity, calamity sandwich. Calamity. Yeah. yeah. And it was just fucking terrible. Mm. Like, you know, the only thing is... And, Funny enough, they played the stats. The two of them are now joint top of errors leading directly to a goal. Yeah. 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 Seven each. Start again, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is seven. seven yeah. Well, yeah. I can understand that for Pickford. Pickford yeah. De Gea, yeah. De Gea. yeah. I think uh, you're going to change Pickford. To, his name should not be Pickford. You know, <laughs> because... <laughs> I can't believe you made that joke. That's a, that a real, like, Neil Ashton uh, joke, to be honest. Or Neil... Neil fuck right off. That's a real Neil... <laughs> that's a real Neil Custis joke, to be honest, but, man. Uh, like, like, honestly... But the, the common refrain... This is why you're not getting the athletic the, the, common, <laughs> the common refrain to defend Pickford yeah. was, oh, he's team number one. 
You know, and when Roy Keane was That's more about England. But when Roy Keane was Serie A going like, oh, he's not a good goalkeeper. I don't need to like look at the stats or anything like that. He's not a good goalkeeper. Mm. I'm like, people are saying, oh, he's always a good, he's a good shot stopper. I was like, is that not what you're meant to do? Like, you're a goalkeeper. <laughs> That's part of the job. It's like, <laughs> as a striker, oh, he scored goals. Like, yeah. Yes, that is correct. It's like, people turn around, <laughs> it's like when people turn around to like Ar- Arsenal fans and go, oh, you know, if it wasn't for Aubameyang, you'd be fucking in a relegation battle. I was like, if Aubameyang's a striker, he's meant to score goals. He's in the deep to score goals. Mm. What If he's not scoring goals, what the fuck are you talking Like, he doesn't even yeah. do. I'm sure with other players, it is hypothetical. Like, yeah, if Tony Adams was still playing, yeah. wouldn't he be shit? Yes, he's 55. <laughs> you know, you'd lose if all your players weren't, you know, running around the pitch kicking football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they just stood still at training cones, you know, you'd fucking lose. Yeah. Like, so if a train was leaving Islington like, at <laughs> thirty miles per hour, oh, six minutes ago, how long would Aubameyang take to score? Oh, absolutely. Exactly. But yeah. um, it's just no, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pickford's error. <laughs> one uh, of many. One of many. And then we had the VAR call at the end, which was very exciting. The VAR call. Sigurdsson sitting on his hole, shocked that he was offside. <laughs> so what were you expecting? It's funny. He's, it's funny enough because. I've heard funny because it's yeah, right. I believe it's the correct decision, right? Yeah, I do. It's Same definitely here. offside. The ball gets hit straight at him. He's to move out of the way mm. so that he doesn't stop the ball. Ergo, you are definitely interfering with play. Yes. Um, but again, like you know, I'll I'll echo Roy Keane. It's like, what is he fucking waiting for? He's just sitting on the ground. Yeah. He's not even looking at where the ball is or where uh, the ref. He's not actually going. Because yeah. if he'd have turned around and went to put his hands up, he'd have seen that his team still had the ball. Yeah. And we're working it forward again. I was like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Get the fuck out of the area. Well, it's very evident there is he's playing under a very big cloud of sadness. There, but <laughs> people were saying, like, oh, he can't be in De Gea's eye line because De Gea moved for the ball. He could see it. He's six foot four, so he could see over him. Sigurdsson's sitting down there. He's down there. He's right in front of him. Yeah. You were in his. You're in his eye line. You're in his there. Like, uh, I think I listened to the second captain's podcast and they're like, oh, what? So a player can't be in the goalkeeper's cone of vision? Yes. Uh, I was like, yeah! <laughs> I was almost shouting out because I was listening to it in my headphones and I was almost shouting out and I was like, yes! You can't be standing right in front of him. I don't care if you're not blocking his view of the ball, mm. but you're fucking right in front of him. Like, yeah. That's interfering with the fucking that's goal. How it he's works. got to readjust his footwork. Yeah, he's, he's got to do everything. Yeah. He's got yeah. to he's got to take you into a Yeah, it's, it's, apparently it's not the fucking Pokemon battle routine where you have to make eye contact with the keeper yeah, to interfere like, with play. But, he, <laughs> but if you're right there in front of him, he has to take you into account. Yeah. If you well, if you're offside. Yes. He still has to take you into account. Now if you've got a donkey of a player <coughs> Jacket. Um, who, who some for some reason is just hanging out, chilling out down by the boy line, mm. playing literally everyone on side. Then okay, then you've got. But then people aren't looking at you. People are looking at that fucking donkey sitting around. What, what are you doing? You chatting up the corner flag? <laughs> and it just it was it's baffled me why this is such a fucking debate. Like he is offside. Mm. Blame him. Like, yeah. it, you know. Although the best, it did lead to one of the funniest tweets ever. I was like, oh, it's it's a pity VAR is focused on you know enforcing the rules rather than what's funny. <laughs> yeah, <in fairness. laughs> this is the worst part of a VAR it's not doing it for the bands absolutely yeah. Yeah. they're not and thinking it, of the bands here they really and it just it cannoned in off Maguire and I was like oh it's the right decision but Maguire really funny. it would have been a problem and it would have yeah. been an own goal because the shot was terrible yeah it was <laughs> just hit with, it just hit with a lot of power at Maguire yeah exactly, um, exactly. so so yeah. Uh, yeah and the last game of the match day then because uh, Aston Villa Sheffield United and Man City Arsenal were postponed because of the Carabao Cup final you guys are actually playing them on Wednesday as I recall <laughs> no pressure there um, yes rescheduling a game it's to rescheduling a trip to Manchester with seven days six days notice yes yeah very 
Okay. No, with no transport up there. Yeah. If yeah. there's any consolation, there were probably as many Arsenal fans as there are Man City in the stadium. So that's something at least. I, I'd love it. I'd love a gigantic, just completely fucking empty away stand. Well, have you heard of the coronavirus? It's actually it's actually all the rage now yeah, nowadays. It's, pro- yeah, it's probably gonna it's, it's probably gonna happen. It's gonna take the world by storm. Yeah. Um, so, Burpa, I have you down for this match. Oh, uh, Spurs. No comment about that. Mm. I crack. I crack it. Should not. I cracked an actual good pun. That shit. Get, no, see, because he's changing onto the game I'm meant to be talking about, and I can't remember what I've agreed to talk about. <laughs> I'm trying to work through what teams haven't we talked about yet. Have I just called you out there? Actually, there? do you know what? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. Right, right. Burpo, cover your ears. Cover your ears. We're going to make this a game, right? Cover your ears. Oh, it's at Watford. Cover your ears. No, it's Wolves. Aston Ham. <laughs> Aston Ham, Walterford. Wolves, Spurs? It's the correct answer, except the Spurs Wolves from okay. our home. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened in this. Okay, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you that Wolves won 3-2. Yay! And you're going to tell me what happened in the game. Wolves scored three goals and Spurs scored two. Wolves put the and ball in the goal. They <laughs> won the game. <laughs> they scored four goals and won the game. Sports harder. <laughs> um, Joseph Mourinho is bald and he's a bald cunt bag and got angry. Um... Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great to see him go and full feed my players in a conveyor belt under the bus. We said this before, like, it's happened in record time. Like, yeah, the, Spurs yeah, yeah. Team, the Spurs team in, like, the last, like, say, three weeks have just sank completely. Yeah. You know? Um, it's great to see. You yeah. love to see it. It's really um, great. It was inevitable. Like, they've lost on, they've lost all their best players. Yeah, I think this, this No, this, no. They've no, lost no, their best players. Yeah, wait, this is this bullshit, right? No. He's complaining. Like the, he broke into a giggling fit, like a fucking arsehole mm. at the press conference. We say, "I have no players." You've lost two, man. Yeah, he's lost, lost two. Lost Kane and Son. Now, granted, I will fully hold up and admit they're your two best players. Yes, yeah, fully admit that. Mm. But you still have the rest of the fucking team. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like Chelsea, I don't like them, but Frank Lampard, Chelsea are going into their next game with eight first teamers out. Mm. Yeah. You know they they know they they have an excuse like they've. They're justified in saying that they have an injury squad, like you guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we haven't been able to feel a proper fullback pairing mm. in a year. Yeah, like their issue is that the team is <laughs> their team is ailing. Like they, they we they're say old no, and decrepit. They're old and decrepit. Like they, again, and and it's going to get worse. Yeah. I like, think the Arsenal women's team is basically just like they look like mummies. Like they just oh, is it Halloween? No, they're just out of the Burns ward. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're fucking walking around. Like yeah. I guarantee, you, if the FA would let players play on crutches the Arsenal women's team half of them would be there yeah. Like, oh, the fuck? yeah you know I swear to god like it's unbelievable but in any case like this whole sh- oh we've no team mm. we've got so many injuries <laughs> I'd love to see uh, like John Montemuro like <laughs> reaction I'd love to just say like I have no team like you're out two players and John Montemuro's like if I had two what? fit players that would be amazing <laughs> you have only two only two <laughs> Tim Stillman who posted up it's like are you serious, mate? This is literally the Arsenal women's team. It's like three people in a line. I think it's somebody who looks like a referee is inspecting them. And like they're all like on crutches with like head bandages. Like It's one of those old-timey war photos. That's, yeah, they're yeah, clearly yeah. War, they're clearly like war wounded. <laughs> and there's like four of them in a line. It's like, this is the Arsenal women's team. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's that scene from Monty Python where you get yeah. there to play football. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about it later on in the Conti Cup, but there was one bit where it panned to the... Stands and in the stands you had Dan Carter, Kim Nittle, Leah Valti, and Beth Mead sitting in there like, oh, that's, the Arsenal that's team? a lovely subspitch. And then it, like pans down to the subspitch. Like, Why can't mine look like that? 
<laughs> and the subs are like four academy graduates yeah. and pouring at the Hulk. Yeah. Um, who is injured. Like, even though she is like our first team keeper, she is injured. So they're keeping her on the bench literally because no one else. And of the, out of the four academy players, we can't actually legally feel two, two of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> they literally dare because we have to be. Hmm. They're, they're there so that we don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's, that is. Suck a, it, Jose. Yeah, that's, that's the one take That's my review that's, of the Spurs Wolves match. Yeah, that's a, that is a good review. I actually quite like that. Yeah. It's in context. It, I like no, that. It's, yeah. it's like, it's. On International it, Women's Day, no less. It's pure fuck, Jose yeah. Mourinho. Like, yeah. I swear to God. Also, Wolves, holy shit. They leapfrogged Spurs with this result. They did. I'm just about to read out the league table, lads. Uh, they uh, did. And also, um, I listening to the second captain's podcast, and I agree with their Matt Doherty rule for Wolves. The Matt Doherty, they should apply the Matt Doherty handicap. Anytime they play Matt Doherty, they should immediately be minus one goal. Because he's fucking deadly. I don't know what Nuno has done with him, but mm. it's fucking brilliant. And as an Irish person and an Irish football supporter, I fucking love it. Is he our best player? At the minute, at the minute, one hundred percent. He's definitely playing it. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that for some reason, how we can like sneak out, like maroon passport into the back pocket of Triore because him <laughs> and Triore, like Triore is now, he, it's it's getting to the point now. <laughs> he's starting to get a bit of real skill mm. in with the just Blinding super the, yeah, this, this like the pace from a standstill like it's not the it's not the fact that he's a goal he's a really high top speed I can get with that it's the fact that he can hit it yeah immediately from a standstill I know it's every time I watch it mm. I'm like holy just fuck. The, yeah it's wonderment and just yeah. dirty just feeds him the balls but now Trier is now learning oh Jesus here's how I can play and utilize my speed I mean like, if you were a manager and you'd be looking at this player you'd be like <laughs> yes, I am going to fucking bulldoze cunts out of the way. Mm-hmm, and they exactly. they literally did that to Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Because, like I said, they have the defending defense partnership of Aldevaro and Vertonghen, who have the collective ears of 85 Were between them. Were they even playing in this game? I can't, uh, no, I think it was Davidson. It was Davidson and uh, No, yeah. Tanganga. He did. They, that's another thing. Like Jose is like, complaining about it. He's no team. Your two best defenders are in the stands. Yeah. They weren't even make the squad. No. Vertonghen and Aldevaro. In the stands. Mm. Why? Why is Eric Dyer on the pitch? Because apparently he can pass out from the back better. What the fuck? <laughs> and he can jump into stands and beat people up. Yeah, he can go <laughs> attack people in the fucking stands. And he can, you know, deflect from the shite performances that Spurs have been playing with. It's all in the ring your playbook, man. It's fucking shit. It's like, the game. I yeah. don't understand it. It's like, alright, then fine. He, 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 might, he might be able to pass the ball better than Aldevaro and Bertongan. I disagree, but you could make the argument. But you cannot make the argument that he is a better defender than either of those. Yeah. Which is absolutely untrue. So why you've got those two guys in the stands? I don't, I don't think Vertonghen gets played in fucking ages. No, not in the last while, no. Not in the last while. No. I was like, why? Why are you... Like, he's fielding shit teams. Yeah, exactly. Anyway... um you just need to. So, we, so the league table as it stands, uh, Norwich bottom on 21. Although with that win, they have crept up on Aston Villa on 25. They've have yet to play their game in hand though. Bournemouth are still in the drop zone on 27, but they're joined with Watford and West Ham all on 27. Uh, Brighton are dangerously close to the drop zone though. They're on 28. Newcastle they've get, not had a good run, have they? They have been struggling a good bit, yeah. They have been. Um, they actually be one of the guys you probably earmarked to be in danger because they're just like, they're there. And you don't see them. You don't see them winning enough games to get through it. Like you know. I think what's more threatening to Brighton is that the teams underneath them are picking up. Yes. Not, not the case that even Norwich, like you'd yeah. argue, yeah. Um, Newcastle could get dragged into as well. They're only on thirty-two points. 
Uh, you'd probably yeah, say they have a little too much. I don't. I don't think. It's I think they're okay. I, don't I think. think I think the Frog Prince and Friends will uh, will get them through it. You know, and uh, and it'll make for a great book as well. So that's good. Um, so Nothing Hampton... said about that one. <laughs> no, because I sorry, fucking that. joke, police. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. In 13th place, Southampton, <laughs> they're also saved from the relegation battle. Uh, Palace are 12th on 36. Then we have the battle for Europe, lads. In 11th is Everton on 37. Uh, joined with Arsenal, a better goal difference. Burnley... Woo, we can get 40 points. We can be safe. <laughs> Burnley are 9th on 38, and they're only 4 points away from 5th place. Yeah, but they've been, they, they're the only one in the top 10 with a negative goal difference, aren't they? Yes, with a minus 6. Oh. So they're going to have to win games. Uh, but yeah, like they are four, four goals and win the game. As, as it stands, harder. As it stands, Burnley are four points away from Champions League football. Just want to throw they're that out there. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. But I just want, I just want to appreciate this moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> um, appreciate the shit. Similarly, um, Sheffield United, if they beat Aston Villa, will be in fifth place. Yeah. Uh, because they're on currently on forty. Spurs, as you mentioned, uh, drop points, which means that Wolves can leapfrog them in the sixth. So they're joint points, uh, joint fifth. With uh, Man United separated by goal difference, Chelsea still fourth, Leicester still third, Man City still second, and Liverpool still first. Just uh, about. Ju- just about. <laughs> just a matter of uh, yeah. twenty-two point You're gap. You're clawing so on by twenty-two fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a long month, lads. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be a long yeah. fucking month. Anyway, let's press on with our bar wars. So, a little bit of housekeeping from the last match day. Uh, two games we can talk about that did have uh, VAR in it was the Chelsea-Man United game. Chelsea have a minus two. Um, their two goals were disallowed by VAR. The Zuma goal was uh, disallowed first because Aspilicueta fouled uh, uh, Williams and that was spotted by VAR. And then the second goal we mentioned already was the Giro offside. So, both of them, that's a minus two to them. And I believe that's all that was in that we missed. Yeah. So, moving on then to the clusterfuck that was match day 27. Uh, we'll start off with Bournemouth. Who um, actually I'll do these two together. Actually, Bournemouth have a minus two. Uh-huh. The billing goal ruled out by VAR for handball, and then the penalty situation, the uh, the Wilson scenario as it's called on the Guardian podcast. Uh, the penalty given and the goal disallowed. So I'm going to get that as a minus one to Bournemouth for the goal, uh-huh. and then a plus one to Burnley for the penalty. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's how it's going to work out. I think it's fair enough, isn't it? Yep. Um, Liverpool have a minus one as their their money goal uh, right at the end of the game that was ruled out for offside. And a Man City got a plus one. I believe that was for a penalty that was given. Yep, that was the uh, penalty that eventually, like, I wouldn't say won the game, but it didn't. Uh, it was a handball at the VAR spotted on by Johnny Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, another plus one then. That was for uh, Spurs. Now, this is the La Celso stamp. Yeah. So what I'm doing here is I'm going to give this as a plus one to Spurs because VAR should have sent them off but didn't. Yeah, so they definitely got away with one. They got away with one, so I am actually giving them a point in this oh, one. Yeah. Special circumstances. Oh, they definitely benefited. Yeah, exactly. So it makes it makes no odds. Uh, the last one then of the that match day was Watford minus one for them as their uh, opening goal. He scored in that game, did as well, didn't he? Which one? Didn't he score in that game? That felt so. Uh, or did yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. He after it was after the stamp as well. After the stamp, yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, yeah. It's a definitely a plus one. Yeah, definitely because plus he, one. Because he shouldn't have been on the pitch to score that goal. Exactly. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, so yeah, the last one of that match day was Dini minus one, and that was their goal disallowed against United. Craig Dawson handballed before he gave the ball to Dini. 
Um, so we, there's a few matches missing out of uh, this week's football, if you like, but only two for VAR. Uh, it was a minus one for Everton as a uh, the, la- the late goal, uh, the Maguire on goal, that mm-hmm. was disallowed by VAR because of Sigurdsson sitting on his arse. 40 million well spent, lads. And uh, the path of the fucking goal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the last one then was Leicester. Uh, they had a goal disallowed by Ian Acho. He was uh, offside. Actually, no, sorry. It was a handball. Uh, so that's what happened there. Currently, um, there's still no real major change. Uh, Man United are still leading VAR Wars by four points. But now we still have a big loser of VAR Wars, and that's Liverpool. They're on minus four. Oh, poor Aww. you guys. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Oh, shocking. So, uh, <laughs> we'll quickly visit the P45 crew. Because there are developments. We have one sacking, um, which is Graham Wesley uh, resigning from his manage- managerial spot at Stevenage after only winning one game in 11. Uh, you remember Stevenage for hiring Mark, Mark Sampson as first team coach? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, funny enough, Graham Wesley... And now they have been bitten with the curse. Indi- well, they say that, but Graham Wesley, um, this is the fourth time he's been manager of Stevenage and this is the fourth time he's been sacked. <laughs> so, you take that for what you will. Um, <laughs> Why it, keep bringing him back? Because he's there. It he's does start. It's starting to sound like an abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny enough though. Um, last game in charge though was a one loss against Salford City, which means Salford are now joint top of the P forty five crew table, Whee! along with Bristol, Southampton, and Tranmere. Oh. They so, can salt the wounds. Yeah. Uh, See now that's good. Yeah, yeah. I VR, yeah, yeah. VR gives it. It's onside. It's a goal. It's a joke. Confirmed. Yeah, absolutely. Confirmed by RAR. <laughs> Fucking pedants. <laughs> anyway. The pedantry is strong with this one. It is. Do you know what, what else is strong oh. this week? It's a sad attack. <gasps> Seamless transition. As always, I have five for you to uh, meditate on this week. Cool. I had to dig down the barrel very deep for this one. So, first one of the week is... It's going to be painful. Oh, God. After Liverpool's unbeaten run was ended last weekend, which Premier League club currently has the best unbeaten run in all competitions? In the league? In all competitions. Oh. A Premier League club. What Since Liverpool's one is gone now, who was like second and is now top of that unbeaten run? <laughs> um, we're unbeaten for a while in the league. Yeah, but that's in, all competitions. in all, all competitions. All competitions. Yeah, all competitions. And after all, you say answer, lads. I'm gonna go wolves. Neil says wolves. She won't know who that is. No, is that Watford? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation. <laughs> Just pick a club. Man. I heard man. 
I don't know, a man, I don't know how to answer. You don't know men? Question. You don't understand men? Well, we can all tell you that. Women's Day, so I can't go with a man club. Yeah, you absolutely can go with a man club. <laughs> I mean, by the time this goes out, it will no longer be International Women's Day. This is true. <sighs> Fucking hell. Do you know any Premier League clubs? No. This is very much evidence. Uh, West Ham. Okay, you're both wrong. Aww. Although Burpaw was closest if she stuck to her guns, it's Man United. Fuck sake. Six, ga- six wins and three draws. And coinciding with the arrival of Bruno Fernandes. Mm-hmm. They are currently have the biggest streak in, uh, See, in England. Had we, had we not lost to Olympiacos, you would have had it actually. Yeah. We'd have been 11. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Technically speaking, you do have the best in league. But yeah, that's what, yeah. hence why I went for the the, 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 the Wolves, yeah. yeah, yeah. But of course, they lost to Espanyol in the Europa League. So. Oh, fuck oh, yeah, yeah. Did. Even though they won aggregate. They won like 6-4 in aggregate, yeah. 6-3 yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Question number two. Here's a thinker. Go for it. How many penalty shootouts has Jose Mourinho won as a manager of a Premier League club? Oh, fucking hell. I've just got five. One. None. Fuck oh. yeah! I was gonna say none. none. He has been involved in seven penalty shootouts and has lost all of them. Fuck yeah! Five with Chelsea, one with United, and one with Spurs. Is he English? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he has an English mindset. You know, Brexit means Brexit. You know. Yeah. Players uh, under the bus. Here's one from the DFB Pokal lads, the German FA Cup. Oh sure. FC Saarbrücken made history and became the first fourth tier club. To make the DFB Pokal semi-finals, they beat Fortuna Dusseldorf. How many penalties did the goalkeeper Daniel Batz save in the game? In the whole game, or in just the whole the game? No, the whole game. Five. Three. No, nope, he scored. He saved five. He saved four in the shootout and one in regular time. And that's the correct yeah, answer. That deserves to win. That does. Yeah, that, that could be the winner. In fairness, <laughs> um, he was fucking brilliant. He was very good. Apparently, yes. A lot of. Uh, He's clearly just going to get signed by Munich straight away. In fact, I think just Sarabrook and the city will get yeah, signed by Munich. Yeah, they're just going to sign him and then not field him for the night. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the club. You are now our sixth choice goalkeeper. <laughs> Enjoy your life of mediocrity. Um, since the start of last season, two defenders have scored eight goals, the highest of any other. One is Virgil van Dijk. Who is the other? Van Antwerpen. Fuck. Defenders. Scoring goals. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Since the start of the season? Yes, start of last season. Last season? Mm. Just in the league? Just in the league. <laughs> one is Van Hornholt. The other is... Well, the one is Van Dyke. Burbaf has picked oh, Van Arnold. Sorry, sorry, yes. You said Van Arnold. It's not, it's not that, I don't think. But I know. It, uh, it's one of the Sheffield. I think Burbaf's well, upset I, because she thinks she knows and her answers. It's one of the Sheffield United games, isn't it? Bollocks. No, it can't be. It's Shit. not their name. I'm going to have to hold you to answer, Neil. Ah, wank. I, I fucking I completely blanked. Can I tr- jump in with another answer then? <sighs> so I'll go with Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> Burpa. Is the correct answer. Yes. Yes, eight goals. Um, we'll give that to you. One. So we on. Going into the final question. This year's Copa del Rey final will feature a first time ever derby final in the history of the competition. Can you name the teams? So there's a derby happening for the first time ever in the Copa del Rey. Can you name the two teams in it? No. Try. Think it through. It's a, it's a thinker. Think it. Think it through. It's a, it's a, there's not many derbies in Spain. 
Sevilla and Espanyol. I think Espanyol is in Madrid. I, I don't know. No, trust me, <laughs> Espanyol is in Madrid. <laughs> uh, it's oh, fuck, isn't it Bilbao and oh fuck no, uh, Bilbao and Vel, Vel, no, fuck. The bell was one of them, I think. Shit. Valencia. Shit, I'll go with that, yeah. Fuck it. Bilbao okay. and Valencia. So you're going for Bilbao and Valencia and you're going for Sevilla and Bilbao. Oh Sevilla. Sevilla and Espanol. We'll go with Reen and <laughs> <laughs> Rene. Renz. Renz. <laughs> no. Different name every time. Well, we do have a bit of a winner in this. Uh Burba, you're not right with your one. But yeah. Neil, I will give it to you. Um, it's Athletic Club Bilbao versus Real Sociedad. Fuck! It is a Basque derby. Yeah. First fast. ever Basque derby in the Spanish FA. Which uh, is going to be so much fun for them to uh, to edit around. <laughs> Jeez, you don't want, want to get them notions, do you? Um, anyway, so Neil, you win the Sad Attack by one and a half points to one. Woo! Fantastic. So, awesome. with that in mind, it's time for a hand of cards. This fella in that though is a cop. I don't care what he's got. I thought he, yeah. he was fucking dreadful. Lord Lizzie, he's a guy who ran away and left his life for a young one. So, Burpa. Yes. Do you want to start us off today? Uh, Phil Neville. <laughs> <laughs> this has been coming. This has been coming for so long. Oh. Again, the notion, or the notion that Phil Neville somehow knows what he's doing. Oh, yes. So, um, <laughs> we are in an international break in the women's game, and Phil Neville has brought his lionesses over to America, economy class. Um, <laughs> right in style. Uh to play against uh, the USA, Spain and Japan uh, in the She Believes Cup. Mm. And the opening match of the She Believes Cup was against the US of A at midnight on Friday. Uh, you know, great... Good time to have it, yeah. And I uh, took a screenshot of the announced team sheet and sent it to you saying, I cannot wait to see how badly this fucks up for him in the morning. There is no, there's not a whole lot of time I enjoy how early I have to wake up in the morning. But at least I was like, oh, I'm going to get there's, there's something to look forward to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's something to look forward to when I wake up in the morning. And it, yeah, yeah, it paid off. Phil Neville never disappoints. So he, uh, <laughs> says Mrs. I Neville. still don't know. Having read through all of the analysis today, mm-hmm. I don't know what formation he tried. <laughs> I was about to ask, I was about to say, I still don't know who Phil Neville is. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how he has a job. Google, who is Phil Neville? Cool like, cod. Um, <laughs> I just... Like, it is... I don't think the players did either. No. But, so, they, they lost 2-0, but um, by all accounts, it could have been a lot worse mm. for England. 
uh, Carly Telford is yeah, the Yeah, it was purely, it was purely there just due to Telford. She was fucking brilliant. The save, there's a couple of clips of her uh, making some unbelievable saves and kept a minute but one the, for the Christian press goal mm. um, there is like literally the epitome of wait am I meant to do that no you're meant to do that oh shit she scored mm. uh, because the players clearly have no idea what's meant to be going on or where yeah. they're meant to be there's so, no clear tactics Steph Houghton wrecks my head alright she used to play for Arsenal eggs. and she would eggs. eggs she likes her eggs she can, uh, she can do one kippy up with an egg. Oh God. <laughs> Subscribe to her only eggs page. <laughs> she, she's very frustrating at the minute. She was one of my nominations for COD uh, a while back because she has admitted she doesn't watch women's football. Mm-hmm. Um, but she only likes Albion football. Uh, she, no. <laughs> Damn it! I thought that was going to go. She um so at one point she makes a beeline. She's a centre back and she makes a beeline out to touch. Um, like there's some player out there that she decides I need to go mark this player right now. They have eggs. Uh, this leaves this massive gap for a press just to wander into. Leah Williamson is like, wait, why is Steph up there? What is happening? And she's now the closest player. She gets a call. She's then making a move to close down press. Mm. And obviously gets a call from Millie Bright because you can hear, you can actually, in the, one of the clips I've seen, you can hear that, MINE! And Millie Bright then... Sorry, just a brief interruption there. Leah, William, Leah Williamson, who's subbing in for Lucy Bronze at right back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason why I suggested that maybe the players themselves didn't actually know what the fuck he was Like Lucy Bronze, by the way, like the, probably the best right back in women's football. I mean, like, pound don't, pounds. don't get me wrong. Williamson is a very, very good player. But not a right back, though. Yeah, surely. <laughs> to be such a night, like she's a, a very uh, capped player for Arsenal. Like she's one of our like long-standing players from when she was. She's only twenty-four and or even twenty-four. Yeah. But she's like one of our you know standout players. Um, but she it doesn't have that many caps for England. It's mm. like Phil Neville has just kind of bowed to the kind of media pressure because he's like, I don't know who this girl is. I'm just gonna put her in the yeah. Team. We, we said it before. He tends to just sign the to secure the players that he has heard of. But that that even then it doesn't makes no sense because uh, he started with Ellen White, who's obviously a white place for Man City, and he loves Man City players. Mm. Um, but yeah, so with the goal, sorry, you can obviously hear Millie Bright saying, leave it or something like that. You can hear her. So Leah Williamson then steps back, mm. which just, and then Millie Bright just doesn't close her down. It's like she's just drifted into her eye line. It's like, yes, I've done enough here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done my job. My work here is done. And, and like, you could just see as soon as Press gets the ball, it is a fucking sweet finish into the top corner. Mm. Oh, and Leah Williamson, like Leah Williamson just looks around and she's looking at the two experienced English centre backs going, "What the fuck have you just done?" <laughs> and why did you call for that? There, there's a, there. People have made a gif of her just exasperating, like just looking at between the two of them, like, "What the actual fuck?" Um. Other thing, then he's got the uh, Beth England, who is if women's football had XG, mm-hmm. like. She would be unbelievably high on the XG. Like she's scoring at nearly every touch of the ball. It's very frustrating as someone who doesn't support Chelsea. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, but she is absolutely the on-form striker. Ellen White. Um, That's a new fight, so. uh, it's in best mode, it'll still Ellen uh, White is in good form. She's a good, mm. great player. But if you're if you're picking a team for a tournament, you're going to pick the teams that are like banging in form. Yeah. It, especially if you've got actually no tactical formation to go with. Yeah. You just you know throw on the best players and hope for the best. If that's going to be your tactic, so be it. It's worth it in a team for but years. But that doesn't even seem to be his tactic. Because <laughs> if he wanted to just put on the informed players, Beth England should be playing. Yeah. Uh, a very... Uh, he's just a fucking idiot. And he is in charge of the Olympic squad for GB. Um, and He's going to royally fuck that up. Like... It's just it's it's mind boggling to think. Of I guarantee all the you, he plays no given. Scottish players. Like he, he'll Kim Little, one. Scottish FA don't really want the players to declare mm. for GB. They want they're very much kind of independence. Yes. Kim Little has said, "If you want me, I'm available," and she's the only one to come out and say that. Jesus. That is because she wants a medal. I mean, you can you can see where she's coming from, like. But does she go? Is it conceivable she'd get a medal with Phil Neville? Yeah, I was about to no. say like it's it, that's like playing under Phil Neville. Like you are playing under Phil Neville. Like, that kind of reminds me of a conversation Veng, Arsene Wenger stated he was having with Robert Perez mm. when Perez came back from like international duty, like demoralized. Like it, yeah, it, it, he said it like it he'd, he'd been tortured, and you know I I was saying to Robert I was like it's. Like it's Les Blue. See, like you're playing for France, you're playing for your own country. And Perez just turned around and goes, But it's it's Dominic. Yeah. Like it's Raymond Dominic. And just walks off. Yeah. <laughs> and goes like, Jesus Christ, what's going on over there? Mm. And he, then oh. he started reading. I, I just I really but, yeah, would love to thing. know what the fuck Phil Neville knows about the, top know what he's, what the he's, FA. What he's coaching, like the players must be looking at him going This like, goes off his rocker. I, I mm. know there's been a couple of like um interviews not official interviews but like people just kind of you know um just journalists who've recorded their interviews and you can kind of see like when they're asking a question like so what exactly was your role in today's match and the, they're literally like don't have you know i don't fucking know what the fuck and you can see that moment of panic mm. and their media training then kicks in and it's like well you know we play I like eggs. It seems to be like but the thing is England all of the English players are playing in leagues that are currently ongoing Mm. They are all in season. Yeah. They are all, like, Beth England, like I said, is in great form. Leah Williamson is in great form. Steph Houghton is okay. Millie Bright is in form yeah. as much as I she wrecks my head. Like, they're all players playing at the top, one of the top leagues in the world currently. Yeah. USA are in their off season. The team is half fit. Half fit. And they fucking could have been 6-0. Yeah. There was no attacking threat. But then one of the, like his just subbing then as well. He took off Jill Scott <laughs> with twelve minutes to go for, and brought on Jordan Nobbs. What is Jordan Nobbs going to be able to do in twelve minutes? Isn't she like the she's the WSL top scorer, isn't she? No, no, no. Who is she? Medema, surely. Oh no, that's like for England midfielders like on the. On no, the it was Beth Mead. Was it Mead? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Mead's out injured. So, yeah, no, it, it's just, he's my god. He's my god. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll go next then, and uh, I'm going to continue my streak of uh, nominating clubs as my cods. I'm going for FC Barcelona this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a two-pronged approach, because they were, well, actually, three-pronged approach, if you count the fact they were they bluffed their way through a game against Napoli. 
Um, first off, they have tried to basically harness the power of their own stance. Is the only way I can describe it. So there's been this Ferrari about how they basically outsource all their social media to a third party company that has basically decided to the best way to, in order to stoke, stoke the fires of all these like god awful fucking accounts on on Twitter, which is a picture of like a Barcelona or like Revolut player and then some sort of pun in the tag and then Steve as the name mm-hmm. and there's just there's tons of them like they're Twitter farms like they're people that are living in boiler rooms in fucking India that just click click oh click, click. and that's all it is like so they outsource it to one of these companies that do this right but the practice they're doing okay is bullying their own players <laughs> right so there, there's, there's, there's like posts where they're criticising players like maybe I don't know someone like Vidal for example and they're just like going like, oh, Vidal's terrible, don't play him, don't play him, don't play him. And the logic is that that's supposed to ignite and motivate the players seeing all this abuse. I was like, <laughs> what the fine fuck is that? Because you, like that's, that doesn't even make sense in a cultural aspect. There's no like difference like in like in English culture if like Manchester United decided to go, oh no, let's harness the hatred of Jesse Lingard for our own fuel. So it's like, no, let's start how it works. I, I, I think you'll find the Manchester United It's almost time. certainly the not Manchester the case. Are way ahead of you there. Way yes. ahead of me there. But at least like the third, there isn't a company that's actively paid to do this, right? So this all came about and even like the players like Messi were going like, what is this shit? Yeah. And if Messi is kicking off, the club have to turn and decide, okay, this is obviously the wrong practice, we will stop doing this. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much have like cut ties with this weird, bizarre like system they have for keeping the social media numbers up, which was to assault, abuse their own players. It, was, it made no sense, like, and, and it still doesn't make sense. The other thing that doesn't make sense is how they basically bullied La Liga into making a signing outside the transfer window. So, get around, I'll tell you a tale. They had they had spent their entire transfer window in January trying to sign a striker, right? Not a striker to like Luis Suarez is a linger, fair enough. Um, but the striker they're trying to sign is a backup to whoever they have in the team at the moment, which would be basically like Messi and friends, you know. And uh, where like they have a lot of young like precocious players on the team, and that's who they're playing as first team players at the moment, like Fatu and, and a few Fatty and a few others. Um, but so they wanted to sign a player that's a backup to them as opposed to coming in first team player, scoring goals mm-hmm. and leave. So I mentioned about Bukambu who was left in the flight in Hong Kong uh, because Barcelona changed their minds and wanted to go for somewhere else. Whoever that was, we still don't know. Presume maybe it was Griezmann in the week. We will never know the story. <laughs> so what happened then was Dembele, uh, Usman Dembele, uh, destroyed his hamstring and wrecked the season, right? This happens a he week. did a proper number on his hand. It's destroyed. Like they'd have to read like read it from Catch scratch. It. Yeah, like a fucking puzzle piece. Yeah. Um so this happened a week and a half after transfer window closed. And Barcelona went to La Liga and said, Can we sign an emergency striker? And La Liga went, Yeah. Sure, okay. you're you guys are cool. You, yeah, like you actually and La Liga are like complete and utter whores to like Barcelona Look, and, in, in all fair in all fairness to them, they're the rule that they utilised, and this might this will slightly touch on what I'm my con, mm-hmm. in that the rule does not explicitly state that you can't sign a striker. Yes, it is a it is a emergency signing. It's an emergency signing. However, it was employed in case a team wound up somehow with no goalkeeper. Yes, because that happens in England quite regularly in the yeah, lower leagues, and it happens fairly often. Yeah. So it's it. 
it's not against the letter of the law, but it's totally against the spirit of the yeah. law. Yeah. So what they had tried to do was, their first like protocol was trying to sign uh, William Jose from Real Sociedad. It's also it's also not helped out by another stupid rule in La Liga that all players must have buyout clauses. Yes. That is also fucking ludicrous. That is. Because that's just their design to, to benefit the bigger teams. Yeah. Like, La like the whole City League is set up uh, to be this... Uh, to, to be this uh, a re- like autocracy I guess of Barcelona and Real Madrid and Atletico if they're trying hard enough which they can't because it's Atletico and they're always going to be second best yep you know born so, to runner up absolutely <laughs> unless Diego Simeone sets fire to the Bernabeu which is entirely possible to be honest I'm, actually to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised he's not done it by now uh, maybe he's tried it he's trying to plan it like it's like a yeah. ca- casino heist you know he's yeah. Ocean's 15 or something he's practicing like Molotov cocktails like Nidge yeah, yeah exactly right. Right. like that's why he's got the big balls of fire like it's yeah. a sign or he's been, he's, been, he's like been going good full guy fox he's been like filling up a room in the Bernabeu gunpowder like yeah. gunpowder and he's like one of these days just on the last year of his contract <laughs> it's going to be packed up remember you know? remember the 13th of May he's trying to figure out how to make wildfire from fucking Game of Thrones <laughs> that's what's happening so anyway blow that fucking place up like the septum so the, so the remarkable thing about Barcelona is they spend another about week trying to sign William Jose from Real Sociedad and Who nothing tell them to go do one Basically, yeah, because Sosa are going for Champions League football. Mm. They're in the race for it, along with like four other players. It's actually quite interesting in La Liga this season. So what they did was they went down. They went down the list, all their players, and signed Martin Braithwaite. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of Martin Braithwaite? No. no, no. So he is the currently the top scorer for CD Leganes, which is a team ah, fighting relegation. Yeah, Leganes, you know him, yeah. Um, I wasn't able to mention Bilbao and. And other teams. Espanol. <laughs> Bilbao and a another. <laughs> uh, yes, Athletic Club other. Um, but yeah, so they signed. Leganes are in a, are newly promoted and they're in a relegation scrap. And Braithwaite is single handedly keeping them up because he's been scoring a lot Lost. of goals. Uh, Braithwaite formerly played for Middlesbrough. Fun fact. So he went from Middlesbrough to Leganes pretty much, and. The baffling thing is that Barcelona decided to sign Braithwaite uh, for, I think, again, the buyout clause is very, very small. So it's only 15 million. Something like that. And it was just, it's nothing to Leganes because it's not the money is the issue. It's the fact that Braithwaite is their only good player. So in, in one fell swoop, Barcelona have signed a player that is by best fourth choice uh, striker because he's um, not going to be ahead of Griezmann. Or well, he's, he's actually been getting. I was about to tack on at the end the ironic part is is mm. that he's added a fair amount to their attack because every time he plays he runs his guts out yeah and he's the only fucking Barcelona player doing that well this, that says more about the Barcelona team to oh be yeah honest. it says because, less about the Barcelona yeah, team yeah the Barcelona team I've seen them play a little bit against Napoli and holy shit their team is just like they're so labelled like Clumbersome, like they're it's so laboured, like it's like they're yeah. running through treacle. But they they have like eighty five percent possession and doing absolutely nothing with it. Nothing. Like it's like it's death by football, but done in such a wrong way, you know. So anyway, like like I said, we won't fell swoop. Barcelona have basically signed this player for nothing and relegated a club as a result. Mm-hmm. Because they just... can't sign a replacement. Exactly. Because the rules unbelievably don't allow for that. Yeah. So you can't. They can't make an emergency signing that, either. Like that is the crux of it. Like that it's is such the hypocrisy. Worst and the hilarious thing about it is that they're not even going to get the full fifteen million because that counts as income, and they're going to have to pay tax on it. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> it's complete bollocks. I think well, all of this how bollocks. How can you beat that, Neil? Oh, I'm going to beat that with a quite a, a 
an interesting my my uh, card is the German DFB. Yes. Oh, uh, the German yeah. FA. There was quite a curious incident during the Bayern Munich. There was Munich a very curious, curious incident. incident during the Bayern Munich Hoffenheim game, which Bayern won six nil. Um, at Hoffenheim, incidentally. At Hoffenheim. So, essentially, the Bayern ultras unfurled a load of banners criticizing the Hoffenheim owner, mm-hmm. uh, basically calling him Hurenzon. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, literally, tra- literally yeah. translates to son of a whore. Um, now, we, is, we should clarify here by the way that German clubs are typically fan owned so the yes, reason the reason have, that Hoffenheim has an owner is already a point of contention it's against a massive Ultras point of generally. contention yes the Bundesliga has what's known as the 50 plus 1 rule yes um, which basically states that all the shares of a club 50% plus 1 at the minimum shares have to be owned by the members yeah so Bayern now, Dortmund and a few others lower down the leagues have the, most yeah, of them do almost all of them have there are four, well, three exempt and one that pretty much just skates around the rules to a, the point makes complete total mockery of them that the league won't do anything about. Yeah. Now, the three of them are... Would they be a disgustingly favourite drink? Ah, uh, you mean Club Rock Shandy Leipzig, That's yes. actually quite... They are the one that skate the rules, and I will explain how. There's Wolfsburg, who were set up and owned by Volkswagen, always yes, have been. that's right. There's Bayer Leverkusen, owned, set up and owned entirely by the pharmaceutical company Bayer. Yeah. Uh, Hoffenheim who are owned almost totally by Dietmar Hopp. He owns 98% of the shares. Yeah. And they, they've got exemption because apparently he's been investing in the club for so long, they've just gone, eh, yeah. Yeah. He's, like he's, he's actually, he's, he brought them up from the fourth year. He, he's classed yeah. as a long-term investor. Uh, disgustingly, <coughs> energy drink yeah. uh, Leipzig. They've skated the rules. Now, the members, when you think about the amount of members, like Bayern Munich is like 450,000 members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which is almost as much as the second and third combined. I think it's Schalke and Dortmund and they've like 150,000 members. Yeah. And then it goes all the way down to like Hoffenheim with 10,000 members. Leipzig have 17. Oh my <laughs> god! Funny enough, but it's it's those seventeen that are probably like they've and, just so much. Uh, they own all of the shares. Yes, exactly. And funnily enough, they already work for one company. Oh, <laughs> what company would that be? Would that be some sort oh, of that would be something? Yeah, it would be a fizzy energy drink company. Fizzy energy drink. Look at these sports. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that sorry, that's why they don't like Dietmar Hop because he wants to run the club in a very, very ultra-capitalist way, yeah. which unfortunately... The a very won. English way, might I add. Yes. Oh, yeah. They don't, don't want it going the way of England. They, um, He is firmly in... Uh, now, funnily enough, he is firmly for abolishing a rule that he doesn't actually have to follow, mm. because Hoffenheim are exempt from the 50 plus 1 rule. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but obviously... But what was weird about it is, is that they unfurled the banners which called them Hurrens on, and there was also another banner which actually had him in a gun sight, which really is not on. But basically, Hurrens on, like, you call players, This is people are called this all of the fucking time. Yeah. You know, um, Timo Werner, <laughs> since getting signed for Leipzig, gets called it all the time. Bands have released songs <laughs> with Timo Werner, uh, 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 is their horns on yeah. as the chorus? Yeah. <laughs> Police officers have been filmed singing this. Yeah, he's get it gets chatted on him at every game, and nothing happens. In any case, so this banner comes to horns on. Um, also, it should be a thing that Hop has installed cameras at Hoffenheim with like HD cameras and directional microphones 
to capture fan, opposition fans chanting things about him so he can sue them. He has sued Dortmund fans for <laughs> chanting this about him. Yeah, this, and is how, won. this is how it all kicked off because all the ultras won. united. And he won yeah. in a court case that is dodgier than a motherfucker because the court case took place in his hometown where he's got tons <laughs> of connections. Because, you know, multi billionaires <sighs> tend to have connections. He was also not, which, oh, by the way, is against German law. Yeah, course, have it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was also not called to testify in the court case mm-hmm. even though he was the one who brought it which again is also against German law yeah so yeah so basically he's skirting the law he's doing whatever the fuck he wants they unfurl a lot of manners calling him a basically just offending him with a bad word yes and then they it, the, the league implemented their three the, the three-step protocol that was implemented by for, fe- racism. for racism for yeah. hate speech mm. the, not racism oh, hate, hate yeah. speech and here's where I said they're they implemented a rule against not against the letter of it because it is HB yeah the HB but it's totally against the spirit of it so they implement the rule so they warn the fans mm-hmm. they stop the match and they just they literally stop just short of abandoning it the last 13 minutes the both teams actually agree on this even Carl Hyde's Rummenigge was out on the pitch you know, stop. like yeah. they're all rallying around this which right man. I was like, why? The last thirteen minutes was basically both teams just knocking. It. Do, you, do you know that Simpsons episode where they slag yeah. off football? He passed yeah. it again. I pass it again. I pass it again. I pass it again. That was literally yeah. the last thirteen minutes of that game. Yeah, quite literally. They like just was, knocked the they ball. They played football via protests. They yeah. just knocked the ball around because they just didn't abandon it. But they pretty much abandoned it. Yeah, and it's just it's incredible when you consider like um. Uh, Stuttgart Ultras unveiled a just gigantic banner um, referencing uh, the all-female ultra groups in, let's say, less than... <laughs> good flattering. Matter. Less than flattering. It was entirely misogynist. It was completely sexist. Mm. Nothing was done about but that, it. But that, nothing was done about it. Nothing was said about it. Yeah, during the poke games, I'm like, players have been racially abused and none of this, the three-step uh, yeah. process was never kicked in. And you're thinking, you're implementing this to protect a rich white man. Yeah. Oh. I was like... What? What? I like, actually, what? this is very informative because I did not, I was kind of getting snippets as to why they had done this whole protest yeah. thing. Mm. And I didn't really get why he was so disliked. And now I get it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's he's purely just, an ethical thing. He's just, yeah. He was just insulted. I'm thinking, like, Ireland has, hor- and, and he's suing people for defamation just mm. for slagging them off. And like, not calling it. Like, all right then, but for where, what, whatever your term well, however you like the term son of a whore mm. um, I mean could the fucking the Spanish have loads of things like the Spanish have loads of things like I shit on my whore mother yeah. it's a very Spanish term and it doesn't actually mean any, it doesn't mean anything like it's literal translation they also have another one I shit on God um, or even like if we were to say ah you fucker yeah ah you fucker ah you fucker yeah you probably say it's like you're a complete bollocks he's actually doing right now yeah, yeah you're and a, we're com- gonna get soon you're yeah, complete yeah. bollocks you know, and I was like, I am not actually referring, I am not actually attempting to infer that you are literally a gigantic testicle. Giant bollock. <laughs> a giant testicle. Um, but it's just, it was just mad. They implemented a rule, a three-step rule by FIFA and UEFA, who unbelievably are blameless in this, because it's not up to them how yeah, they it's an implement this rule. Yeah. But they implemented like an anti-hate speech to protect a rich white billionaire from being slagged off. Because they hurt his feelings. I, I feel like this is all... It's all of our three cards are to do with some sort of corruption. Yes. Because there's no way Phil <laughs> <laughs> fucking Neville can have a job. 
He's definitely there's definitely a safe in his Oh yeah, there's definitely a safe in his house, brown envelope, and there's photos in there, and it's just it's just because it's obviously filled up. Get, so it'll be it'll have like evidence really badly spelled. Do, do you know what it is? Evidence. He's got he's, he's got a scoop of Garasuke drinking. Not water. Not water, yeah. Oh! It's just... Uh, no, yeah, the Daily yeah. Mail will be furious with this. <laughs> I like that. We're too actual corruption. It's like, Phil Neville, the only way he's got a job is clearly corruption. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only it's answer. Right, it has to be something. It has yeah. to be something with a goal. Well, I'm going to vote Neil for my card. I'm going to yeah. go with Burkleton. Oh, to be the side Phil Neville is just... Oh, just hell. Like, come on. Like, literally, mm. a tin of spam would do a better job. If you just threw tins of spam at the team to pick who gets played, you would that, actually wind yeah, up. With, luck, you would, you would get a better. You would come out with a better team. More I'm just the, even mental image alone. Actually, like, fielding the tin of spam. <laughs> this is the thing. You see, you see, this it makes complete sense to do that because then you can get that sponsored. That'd be part of the match selection. Then it's like, and now we're going to the spamming. And then in goal is Ellen White. Ooh, interesting switch there. Okay. And you can sponsor that then. Like McDonald's could sponsor it. You can get into it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So with that in mind, I'm totally going for Burkbot's option. Yay! I, think, I, think, I think spamming should be a thing. <laughs> would that, make, that would make football so much more interesting if it was randomised. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Yeah. Like imagine like Liverpool... Like, <laughs> Ding, ding. You're yeah. goalkeeper today. Is James Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Pickford. Oh, fuck! Yeah. Not again! Ah. Right, we'll wrap go. it up there then. Yes, we'll wrap it up there. We've got overtime. So, uh, guys, thank you for listening to the football podcast. We'll be back at our some stage. We don't know when because it could be locked down by the time we get this gets out. If this ever gets out. Lockdown. So, in the meantime, uh, thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Monday Madness. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Monday Madness LP. Do the thing with the button. Yeah, and uh, follow us on Spotify. We'll have new stuff coming out soon. Push the button and you'll sports harder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sports and not sports fans, just in case. Push yeah. the button in the goal! <laughs> in case you didn't notice, all of that, that was all liquid football. Woo! <laughs> and so are we. <laughs>